The James Suckling Podcast, Episode 2. Discussing the brave new wave of South Australian wines in Barossa Valley. Hi, this is James Suckling. I'm here in Australia for our second podcast with Senior Editor Nick Stock. And we're in the Barossa Valley. We've been tasting loads of exciting wines and, and not so exciting wines from Barossa, Clara Valley, McLaren Vale, Adelaide Hills, Riverlands, all over. Some really cool wines. And we thought we'd discuss what we've been tasting and, and what's going on here. So, Nick, what are you thinking after tasting? Well, we tasted about 800 wines or so. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's interesting the picture. I mean, obviously, we're in the Brossa Valley, as you can see, and uh, we've tasted a lot of wines from here. But we've tasted, you know, a lot of diverse regions. And the the thing that really comes through is, you know, you know when you're tasting the Brossa, uh, you know when you're tasting Clare, you know when you're tasting Coonawarra, you definitely know when you're tasting the Adelaide Hills. So that regionality, I think, is really loud and clear. And also, you know, within those regions, we're seeing then, um, in the case of the Barossa, for example, there's quite distinct sub-regional characters. Go up to the Eden Valley where it gets really spicy. Those wines are great. Um, Big, powerful, sort of richer wines on the valley floor. So we see the sub-regional characters. But for me, probably the most interesting thing is to see the, um, the, the different producer styles and to see, you know, what I'm feeling is Australian producers are really, they're taking the time to think about you know what they can do um that really defines their style that is quite unique you know people aren't trying to be like each other or make the same wines as their neighbors and that's that that distinctiveness i think really like that that's been the most fascinating part of the tasting for me yeah i totally agree that there's a um regional or let's say um area distinctiveness for me particularly as an american and a lot of the misconceptions about Australian wines mm. started out from here in the early 2000s when some people were making wines, particularly for the U.S. market, making very jammy, high-alcohol wines that, in my opinion, were impossible to drink. And luckily, we're seeing a change um, to making much more um, brighter and uh, more balanced wines. So the wines really are transparent, and they you can see the regional differences, the sub-areas, the even single vineyard um, character, and that's really important. There's still some pretty jammy wines out there. We had some wines yesterday that were almost 16 degrees alcohol and, I mean, undrinkable. But in general, you've seen people pulling it away, and I hope that that's something that people can take away from our tastings and from this podcast, is that that's not what Australian wine is about. This is a humongous country. It's a like, wine, yeah, wine continent. Wine continent. You have that great saying. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the size of Europe or the United States. You can't generalize. But the most important thing is real Aussie wine. You know, That's what we are seeking, wines that really speak to you from where they're from that's not real Aussie wine is it Nick? It's not and I think you know I mean we you know we travel the world we go everywhere and everywhere we go there are great wines and there are bad wines that's you know that's that's just the fact of, of, of growing grapes and making wine and Australia is no different but what what I'm seeing that, that I think is really interesting that you know people need to know about is this distinctiveness there's there's the courage to sort of make wine in your own style in your own way and there's the skill and the experience the broad tasting the travel you know all of these sorts of things are sort of underpinning what is a you know what this thing we're calling real Aussie wine 
is um, you know is a new moment and it's a new generation it's a new philosophy it's a new way of thinking and um, and and the wines are they're, they're fascinating they're interesting going through the tastings you know we I'll, I'll have typically 20 or more wines lined up at once and I'm looking forward to every glass you know it's like what is this wine going to be you know doing what, what is it going to say where's it from and you know and how is it going to express that I think that also South Australia where we are the wines uh as you say, regional differences, but also there's a, a real movement for uh, natural wines, low-sulfur wines, and that's been exciting. And um, Jack just bailed to to Bangkok. He couldn't stay for the whole trip because he lives there. But Bye, Jack. Hey, Jack. See sorry, we miss you. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, I think that's really exciting that you have traditional producers like Torrek, you know, Torrek just killing it, and others, but then you have these really exciting, let's say, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't call them natural because they use some sulfur, but let's say more avant-garde or new wave producers like Ochota Barrels and, and other guys, um, Bloom and people like that. And I think that's really, really cool. And that's been exciting for me as well, where you're finding probably if you're into uh, natural wines or into um, low sulfur wines, that I would say this this area in the world is is producing some of the most diverse and well-made yeah. natural wines. Yeah, I think that's the, that's that's the thing that's really interesting about that space in Australia is that the wines are um, you know they're, they're well farmed, um, often organic and biodynamically farmed um, you know vineyards that are supplying the grapes uh, that you know that make these wines and um, and then the winemakers are making wine in a in a in a in a low or no input way, but but with a very close attention to detail and and I think that's probably you know it is a younger generation mostly that are doing that it's the you know the Brendan Keys the Taras Akotas the Fraser McKinleys from Sammy Odi mm. um, you know it is it, it is this sort of younger generation um, but they've they've grown up sort of understanding that you know wine quality um, in terms of the experience of drinking it is is everything and so to be able to make wine in this way and still deliver a, a fantastic level of quality is kind of the is is is, is a, a sort of a bit of an inbuilt DNA for that generation of winemakers and um, again you get these incredibly pure vibrant and you know just compelling and interesting wines to taste I agree okay so we move to our tasting room to get out of the birds and all the uh, sounds of uh, refrigerator engines And but Nick so you were uh, talking about how these young guys are making uh, natural wines like minimal intervention mm. uh, low sulfur wines and why, which I think is really interesting, why they're so clean and well made. Because a lot of times people think natural wines have to be have to have volatile acidity or be oxidized or just not be good wines. That's natural wine, which actually the wines are actually more difficult to see their authenticity and purity if there's flaws in them. But these guys are making hyper well made wines, low intervention. Yeah, I think you know if. Um you know, a great wine is a great wine. Um, you know, and it can be made in a number of different ways. And the guys that are uh, sort of, you know, this new generation making wines with low or no intervention um, are first of all sourcing grapes that have been really well grown. So you know, farmed organically, farmed biodynamically, um, and that's you know that's that's absolutely important because you can't you can't make great wine, um, you know, without great quality grapes. But you can't you can't sort of 
um, allow those grapes to sort of be the whole story if the quality is not there. And so that's that's the first and, and foremost thing. And and it's actually interesting because you know this generation of young younger you know winemakers who are wanting to make wines this way are actually redefining the parameters of farming in Australia. So so growers are actually realizing that if they if they if they grow better quality grapes, if they if they farm according to better more sustainable principles. Um, they're actually going to have a big say in the future of Australian wine. And so it goes even beyond this generation of winemakers to a you know, generation of, of, of growers and, and, and farmers. But, but how do they, for example, like you taste a wine with a low sulfur or no, no sulfur except for what's a byproduct of the fermentation like what are they doing? They're just super cleanly. They're like making sure the the cellars are just squeaky clean. And like, what do you think they're doing? So they make these transparent, let's say, natural um, low sulfur wines. Yeah, sure. The, the, I mean, that they're they're a generation that has um, that that has has grown up understanding what wine quality is and and you know um, and, and purity and 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 they are working very hard to. To understand where the best vineyard sites are, and they're definitely not going to then um, just through you know ignorance or carelessness in the winery allow the best quality grapes from the best sites they can find come unstuck in the winery. So they're very careful. They they they're very close. Their attention to detail is um, is is second to none. And the quality of these wines at the other end is. Is, is is a result of all these things and the purity that you get in these wines. I mean, it's I, I, what, I, what surprised phenomenal. me also is when you're. Uh, we had dinner with a lot of them the other night, a couple nights ago, um, at Vintners, which is a really cool restaurant, and uh, that they they actually were digging on tasting really traditional wines, whether it was Torbrack or other guys, even older wines, Hewittson, whatever. They're like, it's not like. Oh, I make natural wines or or low intervention wines, and other wines aren't any good. These guys love wine. Yeah, they do. And I think you know we had we had thirty odd winemakers from all around South Australia in that room uh, at, at the restaurant. And what's 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 great to see is they 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 can see that everyone is making really interesting wine. You know, and sure, different people make it different ways. Everyone's got their own style. But And this is what we're seeing in our tasting, you know, here in South Australia in particular, is that everyone is making something that is very unique. The quality, you know, the quality is, is, is there. But it's that uniqueness, it's that distinctiveness. And seeing, you know, winemakers actually, they taste each other's wines and they sort of, you know, think, oh, wow, I didn't realize you were doing this or I didn't, I didn't know you were doing this this way or, you know, so there's this real, um, there's this such an interesting landscape, you know, with such distinctive wines being made. And, and I think there's a lot of pride in the winemaking um, sort of space in Australia to, to actually be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm actually growing grapes the right way. I'm farming well. And um, and I'm you know I'm not I'm not using unnecessary intervention or taking shortcuts in the winery. Um, you know I'm actually doing everything properly and and really understanding the process and really enjoying and kind of celebrating you know that that journey to making great wine. But that's also I think that people have to also realize we're talking about a, a small percentage of the entire production of Australia as well. 
These are many are uh, you know a few hundred cases, a thousand, two thousand cases, but also some bigger producers too. Names that you'll know like Penfolds or oh, Henschke, uh, uh, a huge biodynamic yeah. farmers, Derenberg, a farm yeah. biodynamically. You know, it's 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 starting to it's 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 starting to actually pervade the 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 psyche and 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 the philosophy of um of of, of very mainstream producers but it's just, but it's just to say that also there's a lot of very commercial wines you know yellowtail things like that so it's just so that you know when you go out and you want to buy Australian wine real Aussie wine you know look for the scores read the story check out the cool names I mean it's going to take some on a lot of cases it'll It'll take an effort to find some of these wines, particularly in markets where they don't export. But and that's the problem. You guys like some of these coolest wines. You know they're even far hard to find in Adelaide. So it'll take some um, some effort. But I think that it's really worth it because they're really fun, exciting, and it's really a joy to be down here and taste those wines. I think that's just life, mate. You know the, yeah. the best things in life you have to work a little bit harder to get. Exactly. And wine's no different. One thing that people need to uh, think about as well is that it's not only red wines. Like um, people talk about uh, Shiraz or Pinot Noir, Cabernet. But for example, in South Australia, uh, um, Rieslings are really exciting wines. And you have an array of styles which can go from, let's say, areas like the Faults in Germany to Alsace or also um, Austria. Yeah. And I think that that's really cool. And, and Rieslings, I just basically told these guys after a while, I'll be the Riesling guy in South Australia. <laughs> and it's been really fun to taste the wines and see all the different um, character in the wines, bodies, dryness, spiciness. That's really exciting. And then we taste a lot of other cool things like Ruderweltliner, Vermentino. That's really cool. It's not just Chard down here. Well, if you're the recent guy, I'll be the Chardonnay guy. I mean, I'm... uh I'm wildly excited by um, the Adelaide Hills, you know, as, mm. as, and the quality of Chardonnay coming out of there. Um, and you've got, you know, you've got you've got brands like Penfolds. That's that's their one of their, you know, sort of um, best hunting grounds for their for their top parcels of Chardonnay. Then you've got producers like uh, Murdoch Hill, Shaw and Smith. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, there's, some, there's, there's, there's some really, really reliable, high quality Chardonnay. Um, Brent, Brendan Keys, BK, making great Chardonnay from the hills too. What was um, that crazy Chard we had that was aged six point five years in um, barrels with that's, um, floor? That's Brash Higgins. So yeah. um, Brad Hickey, um, former former American sommelier. Um, now, now resident of McLaren Vale, he's making this wine called Bloom, which is crazy, most nice. beautiful, beautiful looking bottle. Um, but yeah, I mean, spending six and a half years to sort yeah. of see if a wine's going to uh, so come good. out the other end. I think I scored <laughs> a ninety-seven or something, and but they only made forty-nine cases. I remember because I was trying to think, how can I get a bottle or two? It's nuts, and that's what's exciting. These really off-the-wall. Um, Wines like that, but that are still pristinely made. Well, you can ask Brad uh, today. We're going to be uh, we're actually heading down to McLaren Vale in a couple of hours, and I'll have to Brad's, twist this arm. Brad's going to be at that uh, that gathering we're having down there. We're going to see all the Cl- McLaren Vale winemakers. Awesome! So you can have a chance to talk to him. I'm sure um, that you can imagine how invested he is. Sort of seven or more years. You Was know. that the first wine he it's made the, like that? The second one he's made like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. And it's brave, you know, like and that's yeah. that's what I was saying before, you know, earlier on when we were sitting outside, the courage that we're seeing, you know, mm. winemakers um, show, the risks we're seeing Australian winemakers take, where before they were, you know, they were working in a pretty safe, safe sort of, uh, you know, old the slow lane, if you like. And now we're in the kind of the fast lane of excitement, risk taking, making wines with courage and, you know, underpinned by incredible quality. And where do all these wines, like where can you find them in, um, in Australia? Do you buy them directly from the winery or, or is it only in like um, cool um, restaurants or, um, or a few wine shops or is it direct mail? I think, um, I mean, yeah, you'll find, you know, you always find restaurant wine lists, uh, you know, particularly in Australia, the food scene is crazy good. Yeah, um, and the wine scene is crazy good. So restaurant you know, lists are a great place. So, you, you know, you can find them there if you're visiting. Um, but, you know, I always say with these producers, um, get in touch with them directly, talk to them. Good idea. If you live in the US, if you live in Beijing, if you live in Hong Kong, if you live in Paris, um, you know, it, the, get in touch. The producers love to hear from people that are interested in their wines, and they'll put you in touch with um, you know whoever you need to speak to to be able to get at their wines and enjoy them. And you know, there's just there's nothing better than than I think showing you you know your, your your direct support and maybe actually having a chance to to talk to these producers directly, yeah. um, you know, firsthand. Yeah, they're on. really really uh, friendly and uh, and incredibly just nice like almost hard to believe that's all, they're Aussies mate that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we like we're very friendly people you know and we love we love uh, you know we, we love the, the fact that um, you know that, that we are a long way away from everywhere but uh, but that there's you know there's real interest in, in um, you know in the, in the wines down here now it's a new it's a new thing man it really is Okay, well, Nick, uh, thanks again uh, for the conversation. It's fun to talk about uh, real Aussie wines. Um, we've had a great time already in South Australia, and now we're off to um, to Melbourne. That should be fantastic. Yep. And taste some awesome wines there. So we'll be we'll be back with our next podcast from Melbourne. So stay tuned. See you there.